Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. This week we have two special guests who covered the New England Patriots, Chad Graff and Jordy McElroy. So make sure you grab your Lake Monster beer and enjoy the show. Welcome to Vikings Happy Hour, where we mix our favorite beverage and talk of your Minnesota Vikings. Skull! Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vikings Happy Hour, fresh off a beatdown by the Dallas Cowboys, losing 40-3. to uh, This team did not show up on Sunday after a exhilarating win in Buffalo, and uh, we're not going to really give them much attention either. Uh, we don't need to talk about this game. They, like I said, they didn't show up. They played very sloppy. And, you know, whatever the game plan was, they just didn't really adjust or adapt well enough to to even be players in that game. Um, So hopefully they can just use that, channel it, move forward. And what a better way to do that than a short week to play on Thursday night football. Uh, first, the New England Patriots. And so for this show, uh, we decided that it would be best to get a couple guys who know both teams. Uh, the first one is Chad Graff of The Athletic. You might know him from his time here covering the Minnesota Vikings. Well, this past offseason, he moved to cover the New England Patriots. So he is our first interview of the evening. And our next one is Jordy McElroy, who used to cover the Vikings for the Vikings Wire, now run by Tyler Fornes of The Real Forno Show on Monday. Um, but now, Jordy McElroy runs the Patriots Wire. So we are doubly blessed this week as we get two guys with tons of knowledge on both teams. So we'll start out here first with Chad, and then we'll move over to Jordy. Uh, this week, we have Chad Graff from The Athletic. You might recognize him from covering the Minnesota Vikings in previous seasons. He made the transition this offseason to the New England Patriots. And so we thought, who better to invite on the show than Chad, who knows both teams pretty well um, as we head into the Thursday night Thanksgiving matchup for the Patriots. Chad, how are you? It's been I think you took a lot of the bad luck with you over to New England, uh, but but that's beside the point. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, this is all, you know, taking some getting used to, I think, that uh, I, I know that at some point I'm going to tweet or write the words Vikings when I actually mean Patriots. I'm going to not hear the end of it. Um, it's been both. It's been weird on so many fronts. It's my first time living close to family, and so it's weird to have them like pop over for dinner and then just leave afterward. Um, it's also been weird, I think, to watch some of the Vikings games and um, at least up until Sunday, watch every game. Like, oh, my God, I left a Super Bowl team. What is? What did I do? What What decision <laughs> have I made? Um, so it's, it's just been, it's been surreal, but, um, 
I'm I'm super pumped to go back. I was joking with some of the New England uh, writers and media folks here. I think I'm the only one who is looking forward to being gone for Thanksgiving. <laughs> for everybody else, it's like, wait, we're going to super cold weather on a holiday that I could be with my family. And I'm like, I'm, this is awesome. I'm going back and seeing friends and people I know. And I think it's going to be an awesome game. So I'm pumped. Very cool. Hey, I'm surprised. Like, have have are you going to be on a lot of different podcasts this week? I'm sure a lot of people got to be hitting you up because of the the old Viking connection. Yeah, we did the Vikings one today. Um, we got you tonight, PA tomorrow, and then I think I got one more tomorrow night. Oh my uh, gosh. This is a little bit of a whirlwind, but <laughs> we're getting into it now because it's uh, you know Thanksgiving week, and come Wednesday, I think I've got a a crew that wants to perhaps do a little brewery hop in or something. And so I'm not sure I'll be in condition Wednesday afternoon <laughs> to be doing all these radio hits. So we'll do them now and get them out of the way. Fair enough. The last time we had you on our show, uh, it was a little chaotic because it was right when the Vikings had Jim Harbaugh in and uh, it, it, it they sent him home without an offer. And you were kind of scrambling there at the last minute to to write something up on, on on which the direction the Vikings would go. They end up going up with Kevin O'Connell and they're eight and two. What were your thoughts just like of the Vikings so far this season being removed from the team? So two things. One, I still remember that night and what a freaking whirlwind it was of, I, I remember I was writing my, the Vikings hired Jim Harbaugh story just to have it ready to go in case. And then it falls through so quickly of everything's going well, everything's going well, hour four, hour five, great, 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 <laughs> then blows up somehow. <laughs> and not just blows up and he goes home on the private jet back to Ann Arbor to oddly declare to Michigan fans like, hey, nothing to see here. I'm good. We're I'm dying to stay here. This is great. <laughs> Uh, but also how quickly the Vikings pivoted to Kevin O'Connell and knew, yeah. hey, we're going to give this Harbaugh interview a shot. We'll see how it goes. If it doesn't go well and it didn't, we we know who we want to hire. It's Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Um, so then it kind of progressed. I thought, this is interesting. I'll be curious to see what he does with this offense. But my thought after that, and um, I remember writing some of this, but when they decided they were going to stick with Kirk Cousins, I was a little bit surprised but to me it screamed like they have this much faith in Kevin O'Connell to um basically do something with this offense that hasn't been done the last four years like to that point we had seen what it looked like and the success that it um did and occasionally didn't have and so it was a big bet to me when you keep most of the same roster I think I minimized way way too much throughout the process the signing of Zadarius Smith I was flat out wrong on that. I remember being like, this guy's been injured. He's on the wrong side of, you know, the prime for pass rushers. This feels like a desperation move that's not going to work out. Um, he's a freaking stud. Yeah. So wrong there. I think he'll be Mac Jones's nightmare uh, Thursday <laughs> night. But outside of that, they didn't really change the roster all that much. And so I, I was surprised by that. And, you know, it was basically just – banking on Kevin O'Connell to be different and importantly to be better in one score games after they played so many under Mike Zimmer and, and his last year specifically. And sure enough, at least through 10 games, they have been really good in one score games. Is that a small sample size? Is that the coaching staff, different culture? I don't know, but 
you can't deny the fact that uh, they have been really, really good in those close games. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, it the 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 nervousness that comes with being a Viking fan is still the same. It's just the outcome is different. So um, nothing nothing's really changed from a fan's perspective <laughs> over here. Um, and, and you comment on Zadarius Smith. I think I mean, I think a lot of fans, including myself, felt the same way that you did. Um, you know, kind of an injured pass rusher. Could he really be, you know, that effective coming off his season with the Packers? But yeah, he is. He has been everything we could have hoped for and more. Um, and he's right up there in the ranks when we kind of tr- transition over to the to the Patriots here with uh, with your guys' star pass rusher, Matthew Judon, who is tied for is it third in pressures and first in sacks for the year. Um, and I'll get your thoughts on just the Patriots defense in general. I saw your tweet the other day, uh, and they were first and second in, in so many things, EPA per play, uh, success rate, turnovers. What is making this Patriots defense so good? Because I think when we when we transition away from the Cowboys game yesterday for the Vikings fans, it's not like the Patriots defense is going to be an easy test either, especially on a short week minus Christian Derrissaw. Um, so what makes this Patriots defense so good? And, uh, yeah, we'll just start there. Yeah. So number one, it's, it's Bill Belichick. Like you look at this roster and there are not a lot of names that jump out. It's crazy from top to bottom, how few kind of stars and household names are on this Patriots team that is six and four and sitting in a good spot for the playoffs. Like you'd probably know Matthew Judon, Mac Jones, and maybe the running backs if you're into fantasy, but like, there's not a lot of. Yeah, you know, missing the Jeffersons, Thielens, Cooks, uh, Cousins, all that. Um, and so it, it obviously starts with Belichick. He does a lot of kind of wacky, unconventional things um, with this defense. Every game is treated so different. So it's, it is kind of hard to find tendencies uh, within this group. Um, against the Colts, they played with one down lineman and just basically said, Sam Ellinger, we're going to bet that you're not going to figure out which of our pass rushers are coming after you. And sure enough, he did not figure out which pass rushers were coming. Um, but they've also just like Dietrich wise opposite Matthew Judon has been very, very good. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if you or somebody else tweeted looking at just the two top edge rushers on every team. I yeah. think the Vikings, at least before last week, ranked number one with Danielle Hunter and Zedaria Smith. Uh, the Patriots are number two with Dietrich Wise and Matthew Judah. Yeah. So both leaning very heavily on those top two guys. Um, the Patriots, like the Vikings, uh, have some health issues on the offensive line, including at left tackle. And so that makes me think Thursday night could just be a, you know, I kind of feel bad for the, the nationally televised unbiased audience if this turns into a defensive slugfest of <laughs> quarterbacks getting sacked seven times uh, because the Patriots do play similar to the Cowboys they don't blitz a ton but they're still getting a ton of pressure with just four rushers um, which is a recipe for success against basically anybody so they have a very good secondary I think two of pro football Focus's top 15 cornerbacks they often play with three safeties just because they're so deep at safety. Um, their linebackers are just okay, but the defensive line is also pretty good too. I think you can run on the Patriots better than you can pass on them. I think they rank number one in EPA per play against the pass and something like seven or eight against the rush. Uh, so maybe you see a little bit more Dalvin Cook, but they're just 
plain and simple, really good. And, uh, and Matthew Judon is going to get in the backfield. I think that's the, the craziest thing about Bill Belichick is I feel like he always kind of does this stuff where he's taking almost like these no-name players and making them really good. Because when I was looking at your the, the Patriots defense quick, I was like, who are these guys? Um, and then I went to... I thought the same thing when I moved here. <laughs> well, I went and looked where they were drafted. And it's like fifth round pick, fourth round pick, undrafted, fourth. And it's like, these are day two, day three undrafted guys performing. And, the, and he just makes it work. It's, it's crazy. Um, the the storyline in training camp was the Patriots are screwed in the secondary. They have no cornerbacks. Nobody's good. <laughs> and now they're just once again good. Yeah, well, you got you got Jonathan Jones, who I think is one of PFF's top-ranked yeah. quarterbacks in the league, if not the top, um, heading into last week. Um, do you does does he sort of shadow his receivers? Does he play one side of the field? He hasn't yet, but if there's a time to do it, it's obviously this game. And Belichick is famous for taking away your top weapon and saying, "Beat us left-handed." Um, Jonathan Jones is super, super fast. One of the few guys who I think can keep up with Justin Jefferson. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting. I think that they're going to play a ton with three safeties. They've found, um, a lot of success with that, which every time I see it, it just brings back memories to this April and May thinking about the Vikings and how much they <laughs> may or may not use three safeties. Of course, the injury to, um, Lewis scene changes things, but I think about that often uh, and they've just had a lot of success with it. So I'll, I'll be very curious to see what Belichick does to try to take away Jefferson. I, I think back to like that famous quip with Chad Ochocinco before the game where <laughs> Belichick comes over and says, hey, you're not going to catch any balls today. We're going to have two, <laughs> three guys on you. Like you can just take the rest of the day off. You guys are going to have to beat us elsewhere. <laughs> I, uh, I hope I hope we get the NFL films right. uh, sideline mic'd up after after Thursday night's game. because. sure. I, I think I remember the last time the, the Vikings played the Patriots was Kirk Cousins' first year with us, and uh, it didn't go well. And I think that was the infamous like Adam Thielen John with Belichick on the sideline. So, and I remember from that game a couple of just vivid things. It was a four thirty game, foggy, cold night. It was uh, John Day Football was the offensive coordinator. Oh gosh, yes. And the Patriots did that. I think they call it amoeba defense, where they have one lineman who's down. And then all of the other demons of linemen and linebackers just kind That's of right. on the line. And Zimmer was losing his mind at Dave Filippo. Run the ball. If they're not going to line up, let's run it right at them, smash it down their throat. Dave Filippo refused. And I remember <laughs> after the game walking out, Dave Filippo was eating a pizza on like a little table outside the stadium. Looked uh, not in the highest of spirits. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. He was fired seven or eight days later, but you could see that game like, okay, Zimmer has about had enough of this. And uh, if if you don't run the ball when there's one defensive lineman, like Zimmer's going to be mad at you when you're not running the ball and there's five down linemen. If you're not doing it when there's one, you're in big trouble. <laughs> um, speaking of just running the ball in general, when we talk about the offensive side for the Patriots, Stevenson is kind of uh, – emerged this season I know he showed highlights last year but uh I think he's one of the top running backs and after a, a game where the Vikings let Tony Pollard destroy them single-handedly uh is 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 Stevenson the identity of the Patriots offense at this point because when you talk also about no-name players I don't know if I could name many other players on that 
that offensive side of the ball outside of maybe Mac Jones. And I know they traded for Devonte Parker uh, earlier this season. It, it is wild how bad this offense is considering uh, they were actually pretty good a year ago. Like with Mac Jones as a rookie and Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator, top 10 EPA, top 10 DVOA, top 10 scoring. Like it, it surprised me. I don't think I realized it last year living in Minnesota. You don't see many Patriots yeah. games. Um, didn't realize that they were legitimately not just a smoke and mirrors team. They moved the ball. They were decent offensively. You bring in Matt Patricia, and perhaps this shouldn't be a, a surprise for Minnesota fans who thought Patricia twice a year. It has gone so far south, it is hard to fathom. Ramondre Stevenson is putting up big numbers and doing well as a running back. If you either look at the stats or just watch, so many of his yards come after contact. He gets hit at the line of scrimmage almost every play. Oh, no. uh, it, it is so bad, the, the <laughs> run block. He's just good enough that he makes people miss. but. He is their entire offense. When they need a big play, they go to him. Um, he's good catching the ball out of the backfield too, which is helpful since they have no downfield passing game that they're hitting him on uh, screens. They run a ton of screens. Um, you'll see a lot of little swing passes to him, doing some stuff with him out of the backfield. But they're just not a very good offense. They have basically come to the point this season where they realize we got to beat team 17-14 or – in the case of their game against the Jets, like Sunday. not even getting to 10 points. Um, so it's a it's a really bad offense and a really good defense. And then Belichick loves special teams so much that he just ingrains that into his players and tries to win five yards here, 10 yards there field position-wise with good punt coverage and good punt returns. Um, and then he's betting that his defense is just going to outlast your defense because this offense isn't going to scare anyone. <laughs> So, I mean, you might be right. Maybe maybe we are looking for a boring game here on Thursday night football. Um, last thing I kind of have for you here, uh, we talk about Mac Jones, but there was a point in this season where he was injured and the rookie Bailey Zappi came in and performed quite well. And I've seen some of your tweets uh, occasionally. Is there a quarterback controversy in, in New England right now? There was, there used to be, and then Zappi threw it away with a horrible second <laughs> half against Chicago and opened the door uh, back for Mac Jones. But there was a time when it legitimately looked like Bailey Zappi was just going to be the quarterback. Yeah. Um, I do feel a little bit bad for Mac Jones. He went from a very established offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels, even if McDaniels isn't having success as a head coach, he's a good offensive coordinator. Yep. We had that stability. Everything went well for him last year. Then he comes into this year, and not only is he working with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as his uh, offensive weapons, going from McDaniels, who had been in the spot for 10 years, to Judge and Patricia, who have never coached offense in the NFL. Uh, those are the guys that he's working with. And then on top of that, in the third game, he suffers a high ankle sprain. The guy who replaces him plays decently well for a couple of games. But then as Mac Jones makes his return, three drives into it is all it took for the home fans to turn on him, start cheering for the backup. The backup comes in, throws a couple of interceptions. The place is going nuts, chanting zappy, 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 over and over. He's oh my Mac Jones is standing on the bench like, I went to the Pro Bowl a year ago. You guys loved me and praised me then. And now this. <laughs> uh, but – 
eventually Zappy Mania wore off. It was not a long-term thing. Um, so Mac Jones is the guy, even though I don't know that this offensive coaching staff is doing a whole lot to help him. <laughs> do you uh do you have a prediction uh for Thursday's game? Do you do you do you lean one way or the other? I do. I will say I was thinking about this during the Patriots Jets game. They played the early afternoon game, obviously. Um Vikings Cowboys was late afternoon. And in the fourth quarter, the Patriots Stevens was playing awesome, but it was against Zach Wilson. So I don't know how much stock to put into that. The offense was so, so bad that I was thinking the Vikings are going to beat them like 42 to three. This is going to be a complete bloodbath. And then I watched the Vikings play and all of a sudden I was like, oh man, maybe, <laughs> maybe the Patriots have a chance in this. If Christian Derrissaw is out, this is the way the offensive line looks. The Patriots have a good pass rush. So um, I think it is going to be an ugly low scoring game. I think I'm going to take the Vikings to cover the three points, but it's going to be like a 20 to 14 game. I think as long as, as long as we can walk away with a win, uh, because as you know, if, if we lose on Thursday here in Minnesota, this fan base is going to go nuts. And I, I haven't looked to see who we even play after. Uh, it it might be the jets. It is bizarre. And so strange to go from a fan base being around every day, talking with every day, a fan base that is just waiting for the other pin to drop and the bad thing to happen to a fan base that is like, things always work out. It'll be fine. Mac Jones might be the next Tom Brady. And just such a surreal (laughs) flip that I've uh, been watching firsthand uh, as Patriots fans and New England fans just, hey, I'm sure things are going to work out. And Bill, we trust he's going to have the boys ready to go. I was going to ask you how how different those fans were, and I think you just kind of summed it up there. Um, I had another question here to ask you, actually, if, if for one more. Um, what's it like covering Bill Belichick? Right, like we we've always seen some of like his infamous quotes from from his press conferences, and coming from Mike Zimmer for how many years now, going to Bill Belichick, just these stubborn old men. Uh, how has it been? <laughs> I think Zimmer was good practice. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's actually been better than I thought. If you're asking him about injuries or game plan stuff, you're going to get nothing. It feels like you're just ramming your head against the wall and yet people <laughs> do it every day. And it just over and over. Uh, he's not going to tell you who the starting quarterback is, as we learned with the Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi saga. But if you say like, Hey, as more teams are shifting to cover two, we're seeing the running game increase, the yards per carry increase. Like, wh- what are your thoughts on what's behind that? They give you an awesome answer. He's super forthcoming about trends, league-wide stuff, history, special teams. That's awesome. All super interesting. That's awesome. But you also deal with the uh, the other stuff. Um, and the other thing that's just so different is left Minnesota where the buzzword was collaboration, Quasi Dofamenza, Kevin O'Connell, bring in everybody, get everybody's thoughts blended together. We'll collaborate. It'll be great. It is the opposite of collaboration in New England. It is <laughs> one guy runs the entire show. Every decision, big or small, goes through him. Um, wow. And so it is It is not collaboration in New England. It is Bill Belichick's way or the highway. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, though. That right. uh, That checks out for Bill Belichick. So. I suppose six Super Bowls get you a little leniency. Yes, exactly. He, I know he's probably still chasing that uh, that next one because he wants to prove he can do it without Brady. So we'll sure. see if we'll see if that can 
come to fruition. But uh, well, I I appreciate you you taking some time and this short holiday week uh, to talk Vikings and Patriots. Uh, for everybody watching or listening, uh, you can follow Chad on Twitter. I think it's just at Chad Graff. I forgot to check. Nice and boring. Um, <laughs> makes it easy, though. Um, at Chad Graff. Um, uh, he covers the New England Patriots, does a phenomenal job, and his work is great. So please go check him out over there. Chad, thank you so much. Um, have fun Wednesday night on your brewery tour. Um, and I don't want to say I hope you have a good Thursday. I do hope you have a good Thanksgiving, but I don't don't hope you have a good Thursday night. So <laughs> Perfect. Thanks so much for having me. Always love having Chad Graff on our show. Um, if you're not already, please, please, please go follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow, awesome content, and uh, just a super, super likable guy. Um, so very grateful that he was able to hop on this week. Uh, now we're going to switch over to Jordy McElroy of the Patriots Wire. So enjoy the second interview of this evening. The other guest this week is Jordy McElroy. He used to be the managing edi- editor for the Vikings Wire, now with the Patriots Wire. Uh, how are you doing tonight? It's, it's good to finally connect. Uh, I know we were talking just a little bit ago about the, uh, the eventful games that both of our teams just played in. Um, your guys' was very low scoring. Ours was very high scoring. Um, but we'll get to that. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing well, man. You know, it's it's always good to talk coming off of a win, even as ugly as the game looked over the weekend. You know, I, I've been keeping my eye on the Vikings. You know, I'm kinda, I kind of side-cheer them a little bit on the NFC side of the things. And, you know, that yeah, that, that was not a fun game. But I'm, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you talked about your game on Sunday. Uh, you won with a – was it a kick return? A kick return for a touchdown? Punt return for a touchdown, Marcus Jones. Yes. Um, what is the feeling like in New England right now? I mean, I know you guys are six and four, I think, in the playoff hunt for sure. Um, but yeah, what's what's the feeling like in New England? Well, I mean, I can I can assure you the feeling is is way better than it was a few weeks ago. You know, <laughs> when they when they were sitting kind of kind of on the outside of things and last place in the AFC East. I mean this Patriots team, I never expected them to even be competing this season. There was just so much that, that had happened in the offseason, you know, with Josh McDaniels leaving. And then you're hearing about the, the office being an absolute catastrophe with, with Matt Patricia at the helm of the offensive play calling. And, you know, it's kind of still been that way, but, but that defense has been incredibly good and Patriots they're just they're they're finding ways to win these games that you wouldn't think that they would win and here they are man sitting at six and four I mean can you believe it number six seed if the season ended today with a chance to make the playoffs yeah man things are great New England right now yeah I know well last time I feel like I checked in on the Patriots was back when uh when Bailey Zappi was was starting for the injured Mac Jones and uh, we just had Chad Graff on, who works for The Athletic as well, and we kind of touched on this, but just the potential QB controversy that that may have been, but it seems like that's gone. Uh, it's Mac Jones's job or bust right now, and you mentioned the defense, and uh, it's, it's something that I want to continue to talk about on this show tonight because the Vikings just got their ass kicked by that Cowboys defense. Micah Parsons was a one-man wrecking crew um, in our offensive line. You know, Sands, Christian Derrissaw just didn't didn't stand a chance. But 
it's not like the test gets any easier, right? We have a guy this week coming in, uh, Matthew Judon, who is third in the NFL in pressures, first in sacks with 14. Can you tell us a little bit more about him and this defense for the Patriots? Yeah, for sure. Before I get to them, I just, I, I gotta say, man, I, you know, uh, I, I wish the zappy mania stuff was over. I mean, we just, we need one quarterback, but you know, there were, there were, there were some zappy chants in that jets game. Okay. Along, even though Mac Jones actually had a pretty good game. So zappy mania, not quite did just yet. Hold strong. Like Hulkamania, zappy mania in new England. <laughs> But as far as the as far as the defense is concerned, Judon Mania should be should, should be a going thing right now. You know, leading the league in sacks, he's been absolutely just a destroyer on the defensive side of things. And you know, it's not just Judon. Dietrich Wise has stepped his game up as well. He's also been been a force to yeah. be reckoned with there. So you know that that defensive front man, the Patriots, they're they're very nasty, and it's a front playing without Christian Barmore, who who who's an unbelievable player maker you know for out of the university of alabama he's a little banged up right now so the the, the vikings won't be seeing him on thursday night <laughs> but it'll be interesting you know what what gives the Patriots a lot of problems, especially on that defensive front, are usually those 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 quarterbacks that that are very mobile. You know, like a like a Justin Fields who looked like freaking Forrest Gump coming to Foxborough <laughs> when he was running around out there all over the Patriots defense. And then obviously they struggled against the Lamar Jackson as well. You know, Kirk Cousins he can you know he, he has a, he has a little little get up to his step at times when he has his curry <laughs> for a few extra yards when he has to. You know, but. I, I, he's not necessarily mobile enough where, you know, that's going to be an absolute problem for the Patriots there. But obviously the Vikings have a ton of offensive weapons, especially at the skilled positions. It'd be interesting, you know, the seeing how, seeing how the Vikings offensive front, like you mentioned without Christian Darisol, seeing, seeing how they, seeing how they hold up against this, this Patriots defense that can cause a lot of problems. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they, they cause Frank Reich's job and then obviously <laughs> they might call Zach Wilson, his job. I mean, they're, you know, it's, it's a scary group, man. It, it'll be it'll be an interesting interesting battle in the trenches. Going back to your comment about mobile quarterbacks here for a second, uh, I'm going to need you to put some respect on Kirk Cousins' name. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw that 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 18 yard touchdown scramble a few weeks ago, but he's got wheels. Okay, <laughs> he can, he can gritty too. He, he got it all, man. <laughs> I don't know about that part. He does it better than Mike Gesicki, though. That's for sure. Um, better than Mac Jones too. Oh God. <laughs> Well, so let's the the great thing about having you on the show, right, is you have not only the knowledge of the New England Patriots this season, but you also have the Vikings because you covered them. Um, how is this Patriots defense gonna gonna match up against this Vikings offense, and how are you guys gonna stop Justin Jefferson? I know the Cowboys did it this past week by just getting to Kirk Cousins. I think his time to throw was uh, like two point three seconds. It was it was really minimal. Um, but yeah, you, you talked about the Vikings offensive weapons with Cook, with Jefferson, the addition of TJ Hawkinson. How are the Patriots going to line up against them um, and try to stop this team? 
So I mean the the obvious the obvious genius to to coach Bill Belichick is all about taking away what what the team does best, right? So obviously with the Minnesota Vikings, uh, Justin Jefferson, he's that guy. But the problem with that is is you know you have Thielen, you got you know you got Hawkinson, like you just said, Osborne can make plays, and obviously you got Cook coming out of the offensive backfield. Minnesota Vikings, man, they are incredibly loaded, and this is why I was singing their praises when I was covering the Vikings and getting. <laughs> Get a lot of pushback from Vikings fans. They're like, oh man, it's like this every year. But you know, I didn't I, I thought this team was different, and they're obviously proving it right now. They have a lot of weapons there. So, you know, in my opinion, I think it's all about like like what the Cowboys did. You have to get after Kirk Cousins. You got to put some pressure on him and hope that he makes a lot of mistakes in the game and maybe maybe come away with some takeaways and shorten that field so you're not putting a lot of pressure in your own offense, which has been kind of struggling right now with yeah. Matt Patricia calling the play calls. Um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Kirk Cousins is someone that is kind of – he struggled in those primetime games a little bit, you know? So you're hoping if you're the Patriots here on a Thanksgiving night – with the eyes of the world on you, turkey in everybody's bellies, that you're able to that you're able to come away with some takeaways and and and, and kind of flip that field and, and make some plays against the Vikings. Yeah. So one thing. So you bring up a good point, right? Uh, one thing that we talked about with with Chad Graff was just the Patriots' offense and kind of how there's nothing there's nothing really special on that side of the ball for you guys. Uh, when you look around uh, uh, with your with your your specialists here, you got. Parker, Jacoby Myers, you know, Aguilar, Hunter Henry, um, Stevenson's probably the bright spot out of all of those guys. Um, but this Vikings defense outside of last week has given the team, given most teams a run for their money. Uh, what do you expect to see the Patriots do this weekend versus the Vikings um, to hopefully try and exploit that side of the ball? Well, hopefully not turn the ball over. That's what I don't want them to do. And, you know, and, and obviously the, the boneheaded penalties, man, that stuff has to stop too. Um, the biggest concern that I have for the Patriots, especially going to be uh, going up against that Vikings defense, you know, the Patriots, they lost two starting offensive linemen mm-hmm. against the New York Jets. It's going to be a problem without David Andrews there in the uh, playing center. And then obviously you lose your ta- your tackle, Isaiah Wynn, on one of those weird Patriots weeks where Trent Brown got benched and you know, you just don't really know what's happening right now over with all of that going on. Belichick won't give you anything, but <laughs> so you're kind of, you're, you're hoping that offensive line can, can, can hold up and, and protect Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones, he didn't turn the ball over against the jets and the jets defense is very nasty. Obviously Robert Sala, he has those guys playing, playing great football. That defensive front can put a lot of heat on you. And they were obviously, you know, they were, they had, they had poor Mac Jones doing snow angels in the dirt in that game it was it was got pretty ugly at times but if the Patriots don't turn the ball over and you know you you brought up Ramondre Stevenson who who's unbelievably talented I mean that that's a guy that we could be talking about you know a couple years from now is he one of the one of the best backs in the league and I, I feel really strongly about him because he's so versatile and he can do so much and obviously Damian Harris is healthy too you yeah. know nobody's talking about him Damian Harris had a hell of a game against the Jets he came out bulldog dozen for, for, for a lot of yards and he didn't get a whole lot of carries in that game as well. Um, so that offensive back for the Patriots is very good. I hope the pay, I'd like to see the
see the Patriots utilize a lot more play action, you know, get those running backs going a little bit and get to get, get some of the Vikings defenders biting a little bit where Mac Jones can kind of go over the middle a little deeper down the field to like a Jacoby Myers and, you know, Tyquan Thornton as well. Rookie guy. No one's really talking about. He hasn't necessarily, he's shown little flashes here or there, but he hasn't had that breakout performance yet, but he's a guy that can get real interesting. And I mean, it's just, but like you said, the Patriots, they don't have that one guy. They don't have that one offensive guy that scares you at the skilled position. I mean, hell, the Vikings, all, all of their wide receivers <laughs> could probably be the Patriots' number one guy. So, yeah, I mean, they don't have the one guy that scares you. So, it'll be it'll be, it'll be be interesting. So, just don't turn the ball over to make it short. <laughs> don't turn the ball over. Don't, don't do boneheaded penalties, and you might have a chance. I think that's, I think that's my biggest concern, right, for, for this week is uh, I feel like it is going to be quite the defensive battle. Um, we've seen this, this offense for the Vikings kind of struggle, uh, through most of this season. And it, it, when I say struggle, I don't mean that they, they can't put points on the board. They're, they're putting points on the board, but for the level of expectation that I think most fans had heading into this season with Kevin O'Connell coming over, uh, having Jeff, Justin Jefferson in the Cooper cup role, which it's been phenomenal. I still feel like they're, they're just not quite to that level. Um, and so I I just don't see it happening again against a Bill Belichick defense. I just really don't. And so I think when we when we look at this game this week, you know, we're really gonna have, you know, kind of a kind of a boring back and forth and in who can make the least amount of mistakes. And it, it's just it, it's probably gonna come down to who's the better quarterback, Kirk Cousins or Mac Jones. And I think most people would probably say Kirk Cousins, but it is prime time. So maybe maybe uh maybe Mac Jones has a little bit of, of an advantage. Um you talked about all the all the players, by the way, and just how people just don't really know about them. It is always crazy to me, and I talked about this with Chad as well, just how Bill Belichick can pluck these guys out who no one knows about and he makes them like proficient players in the NFL and they play within his system. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just some incredible stuff. Uh, if only, if only he could do it on the offensive side of the ball, especially a receiver, you know, more <laughs> often. That's that's probably that's the only blind spot for Belichick um, over the years. Obviously, I mean, he uh, he hit on Jacoby Myers, who was an undrafted, you know, rookie coming out of college. But I mean, to your point on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, the guy is drafted masterfully. I mean, you yeah. see. You see what Jack Jones is doing. I mean, that he he's been unbelievable. And then obviously you spend a third round draft pick on a Marcus Jones and and then you see what he does in the game. He comes away, he he makes the, the game winning punt return to to knock off the Jets. And yeah, I mean, Bill Bill Belichick had a hell of a draft and and the guys are showing up. We're having rookies show up, which is which is really rare for a Patriots team for him to have that much trust in the young guys. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um so when we look to Thursday night's game, we've kind of talked about the defense. We've talked about the offense. Um, but I want to get your – do you have any hot takes, I guess, for Thursday's game when it comes to to the Patriots and the Vikings? I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say any hot takes. I'm kind of – I'm kind of – 
in line with you. I think it's going to be more of a defensive game than people are than people are expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that Patriots defense, I think they can give the Vikings some problems, you know. But obviously, Justin Jefferson, he's going to make plays. He's Justin Jefferson. It is what it is. He's the best receiver in football. I've been saying it. You know, I'll continue to say it. The guy's incredibly talented. There's a lot yeah. of talent on that Vikings offense. I expect the Vikings to be a little pissed off, you know, coming off of I the way so, that. Man. they better be right. You know, coming off that Cowboys game, especially, but you know, it's going to be interesting because the Patriots, they're riding with a lot of momentum right now. Teams feeling really confident right now. You know, that offense, they might've only scored three points as an offense, but that offense, man, they were, they were moving the ball in the jets. If you watch that game. So I kind of see the, the gears moving a little bit and they're kind of starting to figure it out a little bit. So it'll be, it'll be, it'll be an interesting contest. So no hot, takes I just expect a, a really hard fought defensive battle with like you said the team making the least mistakes being the one to come out on top yeah I mean you guys are on a when you talk about the momentum a three-game win streak yes uh, the Vikings an exhilarating win in Buffalo then a, just a humiliating letdown versus Dallas so uh, I think both teams will come in with energy just for different reasons to your point the Vikings probably pissed off whereas the Patriots um you know, riding high. I mean, they, they, they escaped a Sunday without having to, to go to overtime versus, versus a division rival. So um, I want to get your prediction here. And then, uh, then, I, then I think we can, we can probably call this one, but uh, I, I think I said it already. I, I feel like it's going to be a pretty low scoring game. Um, I haven't given an official prediction actually, now that I think about it. Um, I guess it is only Monday, but when the game's coming on Thursday, it comes at you quick. I know the Vikings are favored by three at home, um, and I think I like that. I think I like that 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 spread there. So I'm going to go Vikings 20, and I'll go Patriots 13. Uh, you guys can't get your offense going again, uh, but neither can we. We just we we just barely squeak out a couple touchdowns and then a few field goals. So what about you? Oh man. So like, you're going to put me on the spot here and I've actually, I've been kind (laughs) of, I've been, I've literally, I've been going back and forth because I feel like the Patriots, you know, they're going to have to win one of these tough games if they want to make it into the playoffs. The second half of their stretch is absolutely brutal by the way of their schedule. Um, So yeah, they're going to have to win one of these tough games. They get the Vikings here and then obviously they have the bills coming up as well. Um, So yeah, at first I was leaning Vikings and, and I, I completely, I'm with you. You know, the, the Vikings, they should win this game. They better win this game. You're coming off of a tough loss. You're at home and you're playing against these, this, this Patriots team where the offense just hasn't been able to get going. They're playing in quicksand. It seems like, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Patriots here. I'm going to stick with the, the Patriots. I, I know I'm pulling, I'm calling <laughs> for the upset. I might be, I might be, Maybe I'm being a little bit of a homer here. You know, I'm I'm going Patriots 20 to 17. And the reason why I'm going with the Patriots, I'm expecting, you know, a, another tough game for Kirk Cousins here against a very good defense. The Patriots, they 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 had opportunities to create turnovers against the Jets. They they didn't come up with turnovers, but Matthew Judon, he was getting after the quarterback as he has been all season long. Dietrich Wise, that defensive front's just nasty, man. And on the back end, they're defending really well. So I think they're gonna cause some problems. 
problems. And, you know, TJ Hawkinson, I feel like could be the X factor here for the, for the Vikings in this game. But I, but I like how Duggar, man, I, I really like the safety for the Patriots. <laughs> he's a very physical guy. He can play against, you know, he can, he's a hard thumping guy as well. So him being able to come down and, and cover in on Hawkinson could give him some problems, but yeah, I'm, I'm predicting another Kirk Cousins meltdown in Ooh. a primetime game. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Tyler Fornis, he might, he might like that prediction. I know he's, <laughs> he's, he's been kind of on that anti, that anti Kirk train for a while. I don't know if he's turned around yet or not. Oh, I'll have to, I'll have to let him know you said that. <laughs> and by the way, if, if, if they do lose on Thursday night, it is going to be hell here uh, in, in, in Minnesota and on Vikings Twitter as, as this team will not, this fan base will not handle that well at all. And I mean, for me, man, I'm looking at you guys. You'd still, I mean, you're still sitting pretty though. Like I'm, I know. I mean, and I, and I, I guess I guess it's different. I guess it's different. You guys have been longer, long time fans, you know, longer than I've been. So I understand. I understand. <laughs> too funny. Too funny. Well, I want to thank you for uh, for joining us this week. I know we had kind of you know had this marked on the calendars ever since you switched over to the Patriots Wire. Um, to make sure that we get you on the show for Patriots Week. So I'm glad we could finally make it happen. For those of you who don't already, you should go follow Jordy on Twitter. It's at Jordy McElroy. A lot of Patriots content, but also just NFL content. I saw you hyping up Travis Kelsey the other day uh, when he was going off. So a good follow. Um, Great person. So make sure you check him out. Uh, Jordy, thank you for your time. Uh, anything you're working on that you want to shout out quick, man, you know, just working on this game, man, it's going to, it's going to be fun covering this on Thanksgiving night. So I'm going to have to try to eat, eat all my Turkey and my dressing early on. It's my favorite holiday, man. It's my favorite holiday and I'll be covering this game. So it'd be fun, man. Be able to do two things that I love at once. So it'd be great. Thanks for having me, man, by the way. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's stay in touch. And, uh, I hope you have a, a fantastic Thanksgiving. You do the same, my man. Thank you. Take care. And that concludes another episode of Vikings Happy Hour. Super thankful for Chad and Jordy hopping on this week to give us their insights on the New England Patriots, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Thursday night football game, which is bound to be a fun one. Uh, The normal crew will be back next week. Ryan, Miles, and myself, we will be live next Wednesday at 8 p.m., hopefully covering a 9-2 Vikings team. So if you want to be notified when we go live, make sure you like and subscribe to our Climb in the Pocket YouTube channel. Um, Two Old Bloggers will be the next show this week on Saturday. You can check out Dave uh, in his show then. But with that being said, thank you for watching and Skull Vikes. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And feel free to rate us on your favorite aggregator. A big shout-out goes to our partners, The Daily Norseman, where the best Vikings content can be found. To That's Badass Wood Art, when you're looking for something unique to brighten your space. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody!